Hey teachers of littles out there. Yeah, you. We see you. Tired of pinning, Facebook grouping, and hoping you struck idea gold? Are you at your wit's end and need a safe space to feed you and get the support you need both in and out of the classroom? Then this podcast is for you. Join Renee Pena Lopez, an early childhood learning specialist who is in the fray with you. Get ready to have an honest and real conversation around early childhood and the challenges of play for littles while learning to connect the dots through guided play strategies. Get ready to sit back and listen in on today's conversation. The magic of littles starts now. Hi, teachers of littles out there. How are you? I am so excited tonight. I have Barb O'Neilly, and she's the creator of Transform, Transform Challenging Behavior Online Conference. It's a free annual online event intended by thousands of early childhood professionals from around the world. She's been in the early childhood field for over 25 years, you guys. Has worked as a preschool teacher, a special ed teacher, a center director, an early childhood professor. And now Barb now diverts herself um, full-time to speaking, training, and teaching online courses for teachers just like you. And so Barb, thank you so much for having, um, to coming on the show. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Renee. This is, I'm really looking forward to speaking with you and your listeners. And so she has a website, you guys, called, well, it's mind-blowing, right? Like transforming transform, right? Challenging behavior. And I know that can be a touchy topic um, out in the early childhood space. And so I was really curious about why did you decide to focus your work there? Yeah, I, you know, I've always been that teacher who was drawn to helping the children that struggled. I remember when I was brand new to the field and I actually worked as a floating teacher's assistant, I had no child development courses or early childhood knowledge at all. I kind of fell into this position and I just started noticing which kids were, you know, I would use the phrase getting into trouble. And back then we were using timeout in our classroom mm-hmm. and there were certain kids that were always in timeout. And the lead teacher was, especially when I was new to the classroom, the one who, you know, responded to the behavior and put them in timeout. Mm-hmm. And I just felt sad for those kids who that's what was happening to them. And I just quickly figured out if I would just go over during center time, especially and start playing with them. I could usually prevent the behavior. Like I was right there and I would keep them engaged. And then I made a really positive connection. And after I made that relationship, built that rapport, I could just give them, you know, little suggestions or reminders or things to say to their peers that often prevented the behavior. And then the longer I was in the field, I saw so many teachers struggling with behavior. And once I started to feel really confident working with those children, I still had those moments and I just saw it was a huge need. So I I feel that while there's so much to learn in the area of challenging behavior, a lot of what has helped me connect with those kids and prevent the behavior are some of just the tried and true early childhood practices. Like we don't need all this specialized education to help those kids. So I I really want to share um, what has worked for me and what I've seen other teachers use successfully with everybody who wants that information. 
So Sorry, I, that was long-winded. No, I'm so wanna, passionate about I, this. <laughs> I really love that it was long-winded because I was sitting here like, yes. Like, so let me tell you guys, I was drawn to Barb's website. I was just literally, I was like, challenging behavior. I, you know, as some viewers, um, viewers I like to say, right? Like, you know, <laughs> this, right? listeners like to, um, you know that my everyday work is to see it as a special education itinerary teacher doing push and preschool. And I also need help sometimes, right? Like mm. it doesn't matter what your title is. You're working with young children and they're viewed as such, no matter what IEP or non-IEP that they may have, it's a child that's struggling. And so what drew me into her work really was that, that mindset of you don't have to be a special education teacher, right? Like I get that. I get that a lot, right? Like, but I'm not a special teacher. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you have so many tools in your toolbox already that you completely commute. Um, can I ask you to expand a bit about, so I was digging into your website a little bit about mm-hmm. um, center time and about transforming it and um, talk a little bit more about, I would say quote unquote morning meeting or some people would say um, the center time, the beginning of center time, which is usually meeting time. Um, mm-hmm. How could early childhood teachers get the most out of that for children who struggle with sitting through those times? Yeah. Well, I think that morning meeting or, you know, your circle time or a story time, even like any time you're gathering preschoolers, or certainly if you're trying to gather those toddlers together on the rug, that can be really challenging. There's very few teachers who can get through that without feeling like, you know, there's some kids limit testing or, you know, won't come or rolling around on the floor. It's, it can really be challenging for a lot of teachers, even though many of us also love it, right? Because mm-hmm. we feel like it's the time when we're teaching and yeah. Um, yeah. we can like plan for it a little more than in the centers. We don't know where children will take things. So mm-hmm. um, what I have found to be transformative for a morning meeting or a circle time is instead of thinking that we need the children to sit quietly, to think about how can we do what we're doing in the most interactive and engaging way possible. And there's obviously many different things you could do, but one thing that I have seen transform so many teachers circle times is when I was a professor, I studied this program based out of New York City, um, called the creative arts team. And I learned from this woman, Helen Wheelock, who teaches interactive oral storytelling. And what she teaches is she, she teaches it for storytelling, like specifically when you put the book down, but the techniques can be used with anything you're doing in a large group experience. Now, if you get the opportunity to go train with Helen, definitely do it. But part of what I learned from her is when we say something to the children, like, Um, It could be anything from he was upset because somebody was in his chair when you're reading a book to saying today is Wednesday when you're doing the calendar to saying now we're going to, you know, go outside. You could say to the children, let's all say that and have them repeat it. It's like Mm -hmm. so simple and so brilliant. Or if you want to say today during centers, we have... um, scissors out. Of course, this is audio, so people can't see me, but just taking your fingers and pretending to cut 
and then saying to the children, let's all do that and inviting them to imitate you. So basically everything you say, like every other sentence possibly, you invite them to repeat your words or copy your gestures. It's like, it's amazing. I've seen teachers do this and all of a sudden after a little while, you don't even need to use those phrases to prompt them. They just start copying you and they just start filling in your words and repeating. And so instead of it being this passive, you have to sit still and be quiet and just listen to me, everyone's super engaged, you know? So there, there's lots of other things, of course, like making your, you know, groups using music or movement or other Mm -hmm. ways to make it interactive. But I just want to focus on that one because when I watched it, it was such an aha for me and the teachers who used it consistently. I mean, kids just loved it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be my answer for that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I connect with that just, um, as sign language is my first language. And so I'm always just intrigued on the blend of a visual cue with small movements. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. the full, take a big moment of like Mm -hmm. a movement break and then come back. Um, So it is those little things, those little gestures that kids tend to connect with. And Mm -hmm. they remember them, right? It's that muscle memory um, in them. And Mm -hmm. so talking talking about um, behavior and Excuse me. So in your experience, what is one myth that all teachers who work with children who exhibit challenging behaviors need to think about? Um, what would you think? Mm-hmm. I think it's really that behaviors like aggression and tantrums and you know, even spitting or running off or running out of the classroom are challenging behavior or are problem behavior. So I know that's ironic because, Mm -hmm. you know, my website has the phrase challenging behavior in it. And I use that phrase all the time, but really when we get into like what specifically children are doing, I would say like 80% of the time when I'm talking to teachers, I'm like, well, that's typical behavior, really. That's mm-hmm. in the realm. And I, I say maybe 80%. Of course, I'm just estimating because, sure, there are really extreme circumstances or children who have experienced trauma where we might want to use specific mm-hmm. trauma-informed strategies or, you know, children like you work with, Renee, where they do have an IEP and they're, mm-hmm. you know, we may need to know some special things to best serve them, but Honestly, even then, like starting with making that connection mm-hmm. with the child yeah. um, is what helps the most. And it is just to be expected that we're going to see this, these behaviors, you know, in um, preschool is actually the research shows the most, the, there's the most aggression in preschool mm-hmm. of throughout a child's lifespan. So it's, it's sort of just the myth that there is challenging behavior as opposed to there's just behavior. And yes, as adults, some of it really challenges us. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely pushes back. Actually, um, listeners out there, <laughs> teachers a little, I'm going to have a little bit of confession. So I had to reschedule for yesterday <laughs> because we had a day yesterday. Um, I have a three-year-old and she was having really, really big feelings throughout most of the day and she would not let me go in rightful good fashion. And um, 
I just took it as like, okay, like I'm completely drained from addressing her needs. And it was typical, you know, typical being able to been mm-hmm. off for break. And I was like, it's challenging, right? Like I'm, I'm done. She's done. We're all just like, uh, what day is it? <laughs> what time is it? And, um, you have days like that. So it just, it just helps to remember things like that where behavior informs what the kid needs. And it's a way of them connecting with you, communicating with you. And it has a purpose and a, and a place for it, but also know when to take take a step back and not take it personally. And that's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. so tough. And so much of our job as early childhood educators is to try not to take it personally, but it is a very personal job. Right. So mm-hmm. with that, I'm really curious about why this conference, right? And um, so you have an annual online conference that feature over 20 early childhood experts, including myself. And mm-hmm. it's such an honor to be a part of this con- uh, conference because I, when I first heard about it, I was like, huh, how much can you talk about challenging behavior like without feeling like <laughs> But you're doing it. So I'm really um, curious about why you started it. Is it just the teacher sanity? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it helps with teacher yeah. sanity. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I had participated in online conferences myself, both early childhood ones and also I'd participate in one like on meditation and mindfulness. Mm. And it just seems super fun to me. Like you sign mm. up and then you get an email and you get access to these free videos. And I'm like, yeah. wow. And I, I learn a lot online. So I would listen to them while I did my dishes and I would listen to them while I was driving, you know, on my smartphone or whatever. So I just like the format and I think, right. It totally makes sense what you're saying, Renee, like how many hours can we focus on challenging behavior? But I think, um, what maybe makes my conference a little bit different than, um, well, I don't know how many conferences are really focused on challenging behavior, but I get the thing that I think I've really tried to do is to really get at it from different angles. Mm -hmm. So for one, you know, there's certain philosophies that, you know, I believe, so I do keep it within a realm, but yet people, speakers are really coming at the issue of behavior from different perspectives. So I think participants have the opportunity to find folks that really align with their beliefs and their philosophy and um, learn from them, right? So that's one thing I really like about it. And then the other thing is that some sessions are straight up behavior sessions. Mm. Like we have one this year with um, Dana Abraham. It's like getting to the root Mm. of that behavior problem. We're Mm. getting to the root, right? Yeah. And then we have sessions that are straight up fostering social emotional skills, Mm. which of course that's going to help eliminate behavior. But in some sessions, we and, and like yours, where we're talking specifically about working with children who do have IEPs, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that's some teachers are going to want that, need that information. And some are like, I don't really have kids like that in my class right. this year. But we're also getting at it from unexpected angles. So like I did have a session previously with Helen Wheelock, who I just mentioned, teaching interactive oral storytelling. So that might not be your first knee-jerk response of what you need to help with behavior, but it really can help you. Um, So we kind of, it's, it's to, I guess my goal is to really help teachers know they're not alone 
and to inspire them to find some mentors or people from learn to learn from who they resonate with and to give them an opportunity to do that uh, just right online and where they can do it in their PJs or while they're driving or, you know, after their kids go to bed without schlepping around to a conference. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love podcasting, right? That you mm-hmm. can right, exactly. do that the same reason, right? You can be in PJs, you can be in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm not sure if anyone's ever asked this question, but but um I've no hypotheses about what you're gonna ask me I'm just like because I'm just you know you're doing all those interviews and I'm curious like have have you learned anything that surprised you anything that was different or anything new that you learned that was your Mm. biggest aha moment hmm well I I've learned a ton I mean I you know I have a doctoral degree in early childhood education. And I, I mean, I can't tell you how much I've learned from these speakers. So there's so much there. I think the, the biggest thing that comes to mind when you say that Renee is actually all the things that we're doing that are super common in the field of early childhood that I think we probably have all learned from each other Mm. that are actually mistakes. <laughs> I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I was not expecting you saying that at all. I was like on the edge of my seat. <laughs> okay. What is she going to say? Yeah. Just very, just little things, little things that we do that are mistakes, um, but that are so common. Like, so should I give you one example? Yes, please. Okay. So like, for example, when a child is like super upset and throwing a fit, most of us try to reason with the child or we try, then we're like, okay, if you stop, you can have this. Or if you don't stop, you can't have that. We're like reasoning and and cajoling and bribing and rewarding or consequencing or whatever it is. When in actuality, what I've learned from multiple conference speakers, most notably Christy Pretty Franzak and Barb Avila, who I did a session with them. We went really deep into it. We just need to be quiet. Like when they're in that zone of upset, they're like in the brainstem triggered mm-hmm. state of hyper arousal. Yeah, like we just need to be quiet. That. And yeah. most teachers don't know that. No one ever told them that. And just mm-hmm. if you focus in those moments on keeping yourself calm being aware of your body language and just stop talking. Children will usually write themselves. They, even though, yes, we can teach self-regulation strategies such as breathing techniques, but honestly, like there's a decent number of children, especially if we've taught those techniques that if we just stop coming at them, mm-hmm. they will be able to regulate. Um, so, so that is like one example um, that I think is pretty profound, you know, yeah, that I just really want to get the word out about stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much a game changer. I mean, sometimes my husband's like, shh, you're just saying too much. And I'm like, but I know all the right things to say, you know, parenting teacher fail right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, cause you just, when it's such of, um, 
a state of we want to solve everything, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Grown up in this situation, you're like, I must have the answers to this. And you're right that usually the answers come within, right? Don't they say that all the time? Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. <laughs> hero journey <laughs> movie we've mm-hmm. ever seen. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's true. Right? <laughs> Is that it, it comes within that change, that transformation comes from then so yeah great oh that was a good one yeah <laughs> hmm. yeah I'm gonna actually make a poster and write like quiet <laughs> you know? oh yeah I like it just right like guys just make a poster that says quiet and you'll probably be and not like also explain to whoever your supervisor is that it's not about the children being quiet it's right like, right right exactly that's for the yeah. adult <laughs> <laughs> be quiet it's your personal post-it um okay yeah too opposed to like a general general saying um okay cool all right what else are we gonna dig into this is great um okay so going back to your journey and into um from being a teacher and then you were a director at one point mm-hmm. do you have any advice for um might some listeners out there might be directors oh, themselves yeah. on how to support teachers um, when their children are exhibiting uh, challenging behaviors in their classroom? Yeah, that's a great question. I think one thing that I really tried to do was find out what that teacher, like what, if they want my help and what kind of help they want, because Mm -hmm. A lot of times when teachers are struggling with a child or even with like a coworker or the child's family or something, right? They come mm-hmm. into your office and initially a, a lot of times, I think this is a culture of a lot of programs, they're they're coming in to like complain or vent because they're upset mm-hmm. about something. And I mean, I'm, I try to do this in my personal life too, right? And when someone comes to you in that way and they're in the heat of the moment, especially, or they're still in that heat and they just want to get it off their chest, there's not always an opening to give your advice or to give help. And so I think it's important to find out what the teacher is really looking for. Um, and actually I'll, I'll reference, um, something I learned from a, one of the conference speakers from a previous year, Chani Wilchansky, Chani Wilchansky, I don't think I'm saying her name quite right. Um, she works with directors and she really talks about, you know, creating that, like what being intentional about the program culture you're creating. And what she said in my interview with her was, you know, it's not your job as the director to solve the problem. That's the teacher's job that you're there to support them in that. Um, but to help them, maybe just as we were talking about with children, come up with their own possible solutions. Mm. And, you know, it could be that you could help them find resources or go to a training or that they do want your help problem solving around the behavior. But I just think it's essential to find out, not just assume teachers want you to like give them a bunch of resources or strategies or tell them what to do, um, but to see what they actually want from you. Yeah. Your work really parallels that too with this conference. I feel like you're really giving um, away an opportunity for teachers to find those solutions that fit them and Mm -hmm. whatever perspective they may have, but also more importantly, empowering them to say, 
you know, I listened to this particular video and I really connected with these five points and these five points are going to change my classroom um, culture for the rest of, for the rest of that time. So yeah, I, um, I always think there's two sides to the coin. And so um, part of teacher life is also working with your supervisor or your co-teacher or your assistant teacher. And so knowing how to um, be supported in that way is important, right? It's that um, reflective practice and self-care that you bring into your teaching that also helps to transform behaviors in your classroom too. You know, fill, mm-hmm. fill your cup first <laughs> before you right. give out to others. And I definitely think that this conference does that. Um, <clears throat> so for, I just want to let everyone know for if you're listening and you might be interested, um, how does the conference work and what is happening this year? I know it's your third year doing it. Um, mm-hmm. but anything else that we may, <clears throat> excuse me, know about it? Yeah. So all you have to do if you're interested in it is, um, go to the conference website and I think you'll tell folks how to get there, Renee, if they want. So yes. you just go and sign up with your first name and email, and then, um, you will, you can do that anytime between now and May 6th when the conference starts. So then on May 6th through May 12th, every day, you'll get an email from me with a link to three videos. And so one of those days, you'll get to hear my interview with Renee. Um, And each day, there's three speakers that I interview. So actually, if you like a podcast, it's very similar, but it's uh, with video. So you can watch the video or not. And you will also get a free daily workbook. And so that has questions to help you uh, reflect on what you're learning and apply it to your classroom. And then the following morning, we take on day two, we take those three videos down. If you didn't download your workbook, you missed your chance. (laughs) And we'll give you three new videos and a new workbook for the day. So we do that for seven days. We also, um, have a really lively Facebook group, which is super fun because we discuss each of the videos in there. And a lot of times the speakers join us. So that's super fun and um, continues the learning. And I also do like giveaways in the Facebook group. So that can be fun too. Yeah. Um, And so that's basically how it works. And, you know, I think some people probably watch uh, one video. Some people watch seven. Some right. people might watch 20 minutes and be like, that was good. Now I'm busy. And, you know, I did have one woman the first year who wrote to me from Australia. And she said, every night I went home after my day of teaching, I clicked on the link. I brewed myself a cup of tea first. She said, mm-hmm. I watched all three videos and she wow. did that every day for seven days. So there was one that didn't really resonate. So she skipped. Okay. It was like a admit it was a little more geared towards yeah. leaders, but so yeah, so people approach it in all different ways, but that's basically like the format and the structure of it. I love that. Choose your own teaching learning adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, so teachers a little's out there. I wanna thank Barb for being on the podcast today. And I will be sharing out my um personal link um once I have it. And um, that'll be in the outro. <clears throat> um, so if you are still listening, I will share that with you. But Barb, thank you so much. And tell us once more time the best way to connect with you. Yeah, the best way to connect with me is probably through my main website, transformchallengingbehavior.com. Um, and then 
there's also the conference website, but probably just for connecting with me, the my main website is best. Or I would also invite everyone to join the Transform Challenging Behavior Facebook group. Um, you could search that online because I'm pretty active in there as well. Great. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Renee. Really appreciate it. So, hey, teacher little out there, if you made it to this part of the episode, as promised, I am following up in regards to giving you my personal affiliate link. I am an affiliate, so um, if you purchase that you make during a conference, I would get um, some monetary gain, but this really just helps to support the podcast. So, it is Magic of Littles dot k-r-t-r-a dot com slash t slash p-f i sorry p-b-f-u-t b as in victor c one r little z big z a needless to say it will be in the show notes uh, i will also be posting on social media so if you didn't catch that like ability link exactly no worries i will put it once again in the show notes and thank you so much for supporting me all right have a good one bye hey y'all i am back i wanted to pop on in on the end of today's episode and say thank you so much for listening and if this resonated with you leave me a review on your favorite podcast app and if you're like me and you're a geek for resources Don't forget to check out the show notes at themagicoflittles.com on the site. And thank you again for listening. It's an honor to be part of your teacher tribe. Catch you on the flip side.